0: That Govinda personally appears as Chaitanya Gosai. No other lord is as merciful in delivering the fallen souls. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The author of Sri Chaitanya Charita most emphatically stresses that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Sri Krishna himself. He is not an expansion of the Prakash or Vilas forms of Sri Krishna. He is the Swamru Pukovinda. Apart from the relevant scriptural evidence forwarded by Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, there are innumerable statements regarding Lord Chaitanya's being the Supreme Lord himself. The following examples may be cited, from the Chaitanya Upanishad. Gora saravatma maha mahatma Mahayogi, yogi trigunāti ta bhaktim loke Lord Gora, who is the all-pervading soul, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appears as a great saint and a powerful mystic, who is above the three modes of nature and is the emblem of transcendental activity. He disseminates the cult of devotion throughout the world. Two, from the Svetasvatara Upanishad. Tam Ishwaranam paramam maheswaram, tam devatanam paramam tadayvatam, patim patinam paramam Vidama Devam bhubanesam O Supreme Lord, you are the Supreme Maheshwar, the worshipable deity of all the demigods and the supreme lord of all lords. You are the controller of all controllers, the personality of Godhead, the Lord of everything, worshipable. Mahan Prabhu vai Purusha takā Pratvartaka, Suniramalam Imam Praptim, ishano jyotir abhyaya. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is Mahaprabhu who disseminates transcendental enlightenment. Just to be in touch with him is to be in contact with the indestructible Brahma Jyoti. <coughs> From the Mundaka Upanishad it is said, one who sees that golden-colored Personality of Godhead, the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Actor, who is a source of the Supreme Brahman, is liberated. From the Srimad Bhagavatam it is said, We offer our respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of him, the Lord, upon whom one should always meditate. He destroys insults to his devotees, he removes the distresses of his devotees and satisfies their desires. He is the abode of all holy places and the shelter of all sages. He is worshipable by Lord Shiva and Brahma, He is the boat of the demigods for crossing the ocean of birth and death. We offer our respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of the Lord, upon whom one should always meditate. He left his householder life, leaving aside his eternal consort, whom even the demigods of heaven adore. He went into the forest to deliver the fallen souls who are put into illusion by material energy. This is from the 11th chapter of the or 11th canto of the Bhagavatam. So, of course, um, some consider this verse from the Bhagavatam to be relating to Lord Ramchandra because he banished his wife to the forest, as you know. But for those who understand, the mission of Śrī Chaitanya Mahāprabhu, this verse from the Bhagavatam very specifically is describing Lord Caitanya Mahāprabhu. It is said that um, he left his householder life, leaving aside his eternal consort, whom even the denizens of heaven adore. He went into the forest to deliver the fallen souls who are put into illusion by material energy. So Ram Chandra, when he banished Sita, he did not go to the forest. He remained in Ayodhya. He sent Sita to the forest. And here it says that, Shri Chait- that this in great incarnation, Mahapurusha, he, ah, he left beside his eternal consort. We described the other day the qualities of Sri Vishnupriya, his beloved consort and wife to go into the forest, specifically for the purpose of delivering the fallen souls. So factually there is no other avatar that fits this description so perfectly and accurately as Sri <coughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Pralad in the Bhagavatam says, My lord, you kill all the enemies of the world in your multifarious incarnations, in the families of men, animals, demigods, rishis, aquatics, and so on. Thus you illuminate the worlds with transcendental knowledge. Oh, in the age of Kali, O oh Mahapurusha, you sometimes appear in a covered incarnation. Therefore you are called Triyuga, Yuga, one who appears in only three Yugas. From the Krishna Yamala, it is said, I shall appear in the holy land of Navadvipa as the son of Sachi Devi. In the Vayu Purana, it is said, in the age of Kali, the actual Sanskrit is Kalo Sankirtanam Bhavishyami Sachi Suta. In the age of Kali, when the Sankirtan movement is inaugurated, I shall descend as the son of Sachi Devi. And in the Brahma Jamala, Atavaham Dharadhame Bhutva Madbhakta Rupadrik Mayayam Cha Bhavishyami Kalo Sankirtanam Game. Sometimes I personally appear on the surface of the world in the garb of a devotee. Specifically, I appear as the son of Sachi in Kali Yuga to start the Sankirtan movement. And in the Ananta Samhita it is said, Ya eva Bhagavan Krishna Radhika Pranabalava strityado sa gaura asin Maheshwari. The Supreme Person, Shri Krishna Himself, who is the life of Sri Radharani and is the Lord of the Universe in creation, maintenance and, dis- and annihilation, appears in a beautiful golden form, Gora, Om mm. So these are just a few of the Shastra, um evidences which give us the authority by which we understand Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be none other than Krishna Himself. Of course, there are many more which Krishna Das Kaviraj is about to explain. But something is very interesting which people ask is whenever in the Mahabharat, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Brahma Jamala, Ananta Samhita, the Svetasvatara Upanishad, it, it describes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu indirectly. For instance, in the Bhagavatam he very, very clearly and directly explains in the various incarnations that the Lord appears as Vama, as Vamana the son of Kashyapa Muni. He appears as... Um, uh, as Matsyavatar, to um, uh, show his mercy to Maharaj Satyavrat. He appears as Lord Dev to kill Hiranyakashipu, in the Bhagavatam it specifically tells the name of each incarnation, how they appear, where they appear, who they're how, um, <clears throat> which devotees they come to reciprocate with. But in all of these quotes we find that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is only indirectly explained. It's like Prahlad Maharaj explains in the Bhagavatam that you are known as triyuga, triyugi because you come in three yugas directly, but in Kali Yuga you come in a disguised form. Now what other avatar is there except Lord Chaitanya that he is describing? But the reason why this is, is because you see these shastras were all written and spoken before Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared. And of course within the Vedic school, in India at the time, people were very learned in the Vedas. They were not following so much, but they were very learned. Even someone like Sarvabhoma Bhatacharya, he was very, very deeply engrossed in understanding the shlokas of all the various literatures of Vedanta. And even the Kandis were very well learned. Even the grammarians were very well-learned, but they didn't understand the essence. So, Caitanya Mahāprabhu, his purpose of coming to this world was externally, was to teach people how to be devotees of the Lord. If everyone were to know that he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it would be a great impediment in his mission. In every other yuga, in every other avatar, when the Lord comes, he comes as God. There's no question whether he's God or not. <clears throat> this is the only avatar that comes in disguise. He comes in the guise of a devotee of the Lord. Therefore, all these great devotees who are being quoted in these various scriptures, they are all respecting Śrī Chaitanya Mahāprabhu's mission. They are indirectly describing him so that people who really want to understand the truth of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they will understand. But for those during Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission, who he wanted to teach simply how to be a devotee by his example, so no one would interfere with, his, with that mood and worship him as God, the scriptures describe it indirectly. If it described it directly, everyone would have known this is God. And if they knew that he was God, they wouldn't have surrendered. Krishna came as God. He told everyone to surrender. But who surrendered? Only a few. So if everyone knew that Mahāprabhu was God, they would have offered all respects, but they would not have surrendered. So therefore he wanted to come in a devotee's form, and if anyone called him God, he would hold his ears and cry out, Vishnu, Vishnu, this is the greatest insult to the Lord, The Jivatma can never become Krishna. You see, the Mayavad philosophy was so powerful, it was so widespread throughout all of Bharatvarsha, that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to prove through his example that the Jivatma can never become God, even though he was God. If he does not establish it, who will? Even in those days there were so many incarnations, so many avatars by profession. Even today, so many gurus, they worship him as God. They have some mystic power, they worship them as God. You're God, I'm God, everyone's God. So if Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would have claimed to be God in this age of Kali Yuga, then it would have been would have given license to all these others to claim that I am God, worship me, I am Bhagavan, and if you worship me you can also become Bhagavan. He knew that in Kali Yuga this would be very, very much the problem. And look around in India today, how much is it the problem? You can be God, I am God, we are all God. It says in the Bhagavatam that the Guru is as good as God, the Guru should be worshipped as God, but it never says the Guru is God. So, therefore, Śrī Chaitanya Mahāprabhu, by his own personal example, he defeated Prakāsananda, who is the primary, foremost advocate that you can become god. And after he defeated him, what was his position? To teach him that, you may say you're god, but I'm not god, I'm only a devotee. And if I could defeat you, then what kind of god are you? Huh? and Sarvabhauma Bhattacharya, He was also in this monistic idea that after liberation we become one with Brahman. That means I'm God. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu described Vedanta Sutra in such a way that he totally refuted Sarvabhauma. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, you, you are God? And I'm only a t- humble servant. I'm only eternally a part of God. And if I can defeat you with all my arguments, what kind of God are you? try To understand Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he per- specifically accepted initiation, diksha, in the line of Madhvacharya because of Madhvacharya's great, great powerful arguments against this Mayavad conception of the absolute truth. Bhakti Vinod Thakur explains in Navadvip Mahatmya that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took two basic principles, essential principles, from each of the four bona fide Vaiṣṇava-sampradāyās. From the Nimbark sampradaya he took the two principles of the supreme position of Śrī Rādhārāṇī and the exalted position of the gopī's love for Krishna. From the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya, he took the two of um, Sri Krishna sharanam um, complete surrender to Krishna uh, and Ragamarg, the path of spontaneous devotion. From the Rāmanuja Sampradaya, he took uh, uh, the, pos- the, the concept of always being the servant, of the lord das and the exalted position of being the servant of the vaishnavas and from the madva sampradaya he took the worship of the deity of krishna and the complete refutation of mayavad philosophy but he accepted initiation in madhva sampradaya because he knew of all the preaching points in the age of kali yuga to get people to the fundamental understanding of bhakti we must First, root out from the, from, the very, from, the, from the very roots this widespread disease that you are God, I am God, we are all God. If you want to know how deeply rooted this is, you ask Bhakti Yoga Maharaj, who is in the, in the very garden of Mayavad philosophy in Rishikesh. Huh? Right. <laughs> of course, they are transcendentalists, and we offer all our respects to all transcendentalists. But at the same time, if we want to bring people to the point of real bhakti, there must be this understanding that we are eternally the servant of Krishna. And for this reason, Śrī Chaitanya Mahāprabhu disguised himself as a devotee. And even though even the greatest grammarians, the greatest mayavads, the greatest scholars, the greatest logicians, he would defeat them all. And then he would say, I am only the servant of God, so what kind of God are you? And then they would accept, (coughs) to the extent that Sarvabhauma Bhattacharya, this idea of um, mukti, sayudya mukti, of merging into the oneness of the Supreme, that was his goal from his very childhood. He was a very elderly senior man, greatest logician and, and scholar in all of India. And after he spoke to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for some days, Ah, Sarvabhoma, he was actually before this, his son his son-in-law, Gopinatha Charja, he was telling Sarvabhoma that this Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's Krishna. Sarvabhoma, I can't how can I accept that he's Krishna? According to the Shastras it does not say like this. It doesn't say like this. So he was thinking he was a kind man. He was an impersonalist but very kind man. He said, you are a very young sannyasi, only 24 years old. You're very beautiful, lotus-sized, golden complexion. How will you keep away from matajis? They will all be after you. So unless you really know what is maya and what is brahman, you will never be able to maintain your vows. So he explained that you, you should study Vedanta Sutra for me. That will give you good intelligence, and then you will be able to maintain your sannyasa Lord Chaitanya, very humble. He was just the servant of the servant. Yes. Whatever you say, if you want to teach me, thank you very much. For seven days in Jagannath Temple, Sarvabhoma taught him. After those seven days, Sarvabhoma was very disturbed in his mind that you have not asked me any questions, you have not asked for any clarification. Are you listening? I don't even know. Yes, I'm listening. Why don't you say something? Because everything you're saying is all nonsense. <laughs> Dave's vedanta Vedānta-sūtra is as clear as the sun. Anyone can understand it, but your commentary is such a terrible interpretation. It's like a dark, dark black cloud covering the sun. It's obscuring the real meaning. Sarvabhoma, people from all over, all corners of the world were coming to study under him and praise him. He never heard anybody talk to him like this. He says, what is this nonsense you're speaking? You have a better interpretation, you tell me. You are senior to me, with your permission I will tell you my understanding. And he explained, and he completely refuted every point of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya and Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya was speechless. He was thinking, my God, I'm the greatest. Anyone who could give such a commentary of Vedanta Sutra so convincing, so authoritative, this person must be God. He didn't know what to do. Gopinathacharya before he remembered. Gopinathacharya told him that you cannot understand he is Krishna because all of your study of the scripture will never give you that realization. Only when you get the mercy of the Lord can you understand. So he got the mercy of the Lord, and it was a painful mercy. He was defeated. His pride, his ego was crushed. And then after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed himself in the beautiful Satbuja. With six arms before Sarvabhoma, two arms holding the bow and arrow of Sri Ram, two arms playing the flute as Krishna, and two arms holding the, the danda and the um, water pot, the begging pot as Sri Gauranga. When he saw this, he understood this is Krishna. He surrendered. And then this famous verse. Ta bhaṁ sushumikṣyamāno bhunjāna evātma kṛtam vibhāgam hṛdvāgvapur virvidadam namaste pade He changed that shloka from the Bhagavatam. Instead of mukti, He's changed it to bhakti. Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya changed to that. And Caitanya, He was very proud that He changed from mukti to bhakti. And he showed this verse to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he said, this is the Srimad Bhagavatam written by Vyasa. You cannot be changing the words of the Bhagavatam. He said, no, no, I must. This word of bhakti, mukti, is very misleading. I can't tolerate the sound of this word mukti. I've dedicated my whole life to it. It's dry. Bhakti is the real thing, love of God. Mahaprabhu was very happy. But at the same time he said, that is true, but understand that the supreme mukti is bhakti, so you leave it as it is. He said, you can say like this, I'll leave it, but in my heart I will always be thinking like this. <laughs> so in this way, Jaitanya Mahāprabhu's mission was in the guise of a devotee to rid this world of this misconception that we can become God. We are eternally Jivatmu. And in order for this mission to be fulfilled, the Vedas could not directly explain him to be God. Therefore, throughout the Shastras there is unrefutable evidence that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Lord, but it's all indirect. So so when the Lord would appear, there would be no impediments for him accepting the guise of a devotee. In Vrindavan, there is a beautiful story when Mahaprabhu was there. There was um, all the village people near Ghat, where Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was residing. They were coming to him and spreading the word that Krishna has again incarnated in Vrindavan. And every evening we see him in the river Jamuna. He's dancing on the Kaliyanag. And his servant, Balabhadra Bhattacharya, He was thinking, oh, Mahaprabhu, I want to go see Krishna. He's incarnated, have you heard? Where in the Sastra does it say that Krishna is coming again in Kali-yuka? It doesn't say. We must accept on the basis of Scripture, not on the basis of people's popular opinion. Um, Today this is very relevant, is it not? (laughs) So this rumor was becoming very, very popular. So Balabhadra Bhattacharya was very anxious to go. And at that time, two very great scholars, Brahmins, came. And they said, You know, that they said to the sannyasi, Do you know that actually, huh, people, these foolish village people, they think that Krishna is appearing on Kalia. They are saying that every night we see him dancing on the flaming jeweled, bejeweled heads of Kaliya, Krishna. But actually what it is, is every night in the Jamuna, a boatman has a raft and he has lanterns. And they think that the boatman is Krishna, they think the raft is Kaliya, and they think that the lanterns are his flaming jewels. And then Balabhaja Bhattacharya could understand that this is all just so much popular rumors. And Caitanya Mahaprabhu was very happy that everything was revealed. And they said, but actually, Krishna has appeared in Vrindavan because you are a sannyasi, Namo Narayan. When one becomes sannyas, one becomes Narayan. So actually, in your coming, factually, Krishna has appeared. And when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard this, he covered his ears Vishnu, 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 don't ever contaminate my heart by saying that I am God. Namaivam so Jiva loke Jiva Bhuta, Shanatana. He quoted all these scriptures. That the that the, that the living being is part and part, eternally part of Krishna. He is never Krishna. <coughs> Nitya nityanam bahunam kāman That the spirit soul is eternally subordinate to Krishna. Krishna is the supreme. Huh. Don't leave yet, Shamanant. You have to get permission today. <laughs> so <coughs> in this way. Mm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, was very much in the guise of a devotee completely annihilating through scripture, through logic, through philosophy that the jiva can ever become God. And when they heard his arguments, they were convinced. They said, yes, what you are saying is right. Now we are defeated. It is true that Ah, the Jivatma can never become God. The Jivatma is eternally part and parcel, eternally the servant. But we have also realized something else in our association with you. That although we can never become God, you are God and you've always been God. You cannot hide from us. He so just like if you take sandalwood and musk, or you take musk, Musk is very strong fragrance, and you cover it with cloth. You cannot see the musk, but by the smell you can understand that under this cloth, musk is there. So in the same way, although you have covered yourself with this beautiful golden complexion, we can understand that underneath this golden complexion, you are the blackish complexion son of Nanda Maharaj. You cannot fool us. <laughs> We cannot be God, nobody can become God, but you are Krishna in this disguise. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was so happy that he actually revealed himself and, and gave, awarded them Prema Bhakti, pure love of God. So we must understand that it's for this reason that Kaviraja Goswami and Srila Prabhupada and the great Acharyas they extract um, so much evidence from the Shastra, but all of them are indirect. Why indirect? The only avatar in all of the Vedas that is described indirectly, because he's the only avatar that comes as a devotee. Therefore, in order to, to, to help fulfill his mission, all the great Acharges and all the great ar- scriptures, even Vyastev, Vyasteva is trikalagyan. he knows past, present, and future. When he wrote, wrote the scriptures, he very, very carefully only indirectly described Chaitanya Mahāprabhu. And Lord Chaitanya never told anyone that He was God. Only very, very few did He reveal to Ramananda Rai, to Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. To very few did He reveal His divinity as the Supreme Godhead Śrī Krishna. To others He always remained a devotee. And after He left this planet then it was no longer a problem to, um, to that, that we would interfere with his mission. At that time, Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Swarup Goswami, then they just uh, let the real truth out to the open, that he is God. See in the scriptures, see what he has done. Uh, but all of this evidence was brought out after he left the planet. Why? So that it would not interfere with his mission. So this is very important to understand. Today it is a very special day for us here at the Radha Gopinath Brahmachari Ashram. Um, we want to create a sense of the sanctity of the... Internal as well as the external forms of, of renunciation. It is very, very important. Um, not only for our own purification, but for the upliftment of our congregation and the people in general. Of course, a real sannyasi, a real brahmachari, a real grihasta, a real vanaprastha is not on the basis of one's dress, but on the basis of one's heart that conviction, that adherence to the rules and regulations of the ashram, and that spirit of service to all living beings through our particular ashram is the real essence of the um, four varnas and four ashrams. Each varna and each ashram has a particular external form in which we can express our surrender to Guru Krishna and the Vaishnava. And that is what is important, that humility and surrender. But at the same time, the renounced order is very important because it is the standard by which all other people in society must look up to if they want to properly make spiritual advancement. To the degree the saffron color which is really like the flag of renunciation. Just like in a parade, someone carries a flag of India. And when people see the flag of India, they don't see, so much see the person as they see the flag. And they respect, they offer honor to the flag, because that represents the dignity and integrity of their nation. Ah. So similarly, the saffron color is like wearing the flag which represents renunciation. What type of renunciation? Renunciation of all one's material pursuits for the singular purpose of service to God, service to Guru and Gauranga. And in this sense, a brahmachari and a sannyasi have the same purpose. Of course, the brah- sannyasi takes a lifelong vow, and a, and a brahmachari is going in the direction toward that vow therefore as far as we are concerned a person who is unmarried who is, who is living like a brahmachari, but who hasn't really decided in his own mind and heart that I want to remain on this path of m- renunciation for my life such a person should wear white such a person should be a brahmacari in that order but a person who has that determination—we are not talking about vows. Vows come later, as a sannyasi. But a person who has, who has proven himself and who is determined that I want to remain in the renounced order of life, remain the humble servant of my guru Maharaj and the Vaishnavas forever. For such a person, it is a very exalted expression of his Krishna consciousness and. For such a person only should the saffron color be worn, and in order to really portray the dignity of this color, we want to have the proper understanding of all the devotees. It should not be worn cheaply by just anyone, but it should be given as an an award as an expression of appreciation by all others in the renounced order of life. Today, our Pradeep Prabhu and Abhijit Prabhu, they are very much, for over the last year, they have been very sincerely following the principles of Krishna consciousness, as well as of Brahmacharya, and they will both soon be initiated next ceremony and they have really um, dedicated themselves in the humble service of guru the vaishnavas or guranga so today we would like all of the brahmacharis and sannyasis to bestow their blessings and their prayers upon them so that they could um, represent the renounced order of life through their actions Through their thoughts, through their words, as well as for our sake and for their own purification by accepting the saffron dress of a brahmachari. You see, if we really understand that this saffron dress is something very, it is hard to achieve, then when you are wearing it you will feel the pressure on yourself. That I have to live to, upon, I have to live a very high standard for the dignity of my Guru Maharaja's good name. And this is very important. So, all brahmacharis, please, oh no, you sit. Offer your prayers to him. Pass it around and then bring back to me. The prayer should be that as a humble servant of the servant, he can really and truly uh, be a great example of Krishna consciousness, purification of his heart this should only be done by those who are already Well, they worship Krishna, they worship Narayan, they, they, they sing about his pastimes, they even chant his name. But their motive is, through this process, they become beyond Narayan, they become beyond the name, they become beyond the Leela. This is just an access means. It's like when you cross a bridge, you don't stay on the bridge. You cross it and then it's finished. Huh? Cross a bridge to get to the other side, and then you're not attached to the bridge. So the form of God, the name of God, the Leela of God, it is a bridge to get across the, 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 the river of nescience, the Viraja river, and enter into the, the Brahma Jyoti. Once you attain that Brahma Jyoti, you never consider the bridge anymore. Huh? You have no need for it. But if you're here in this world, in order to teach other people, you teach them how to accept the bridge and walk upon the bridge. So therefore we find that this these types of scholars, philosophers and yogis, they are teaching the worship of Krishna, they are teaching the chanting of God's name, they are teaching the, the worship of the Murti. It is the bridge because teaching people how to accept the access to cross over. But ultimately the conclusion is you won't need the bridge after, after you're purified. You won't need Krishna's name anymore. You will not need his form anymore. For the sake of the ignorant, you may continue worshipping the deity and chanting the holy name, but you have realized something far beyond it, that you are God. Uh, and It is in this sense that the Mayavadis consider that he was Narayan. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by his great humility, he actually melted their hearts. It's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita that when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was sitting there, Prakashananda, upon seeing the incredible humility of Mahaprabhu and seeing the beautiful effulgence coming from his body, he became attracted to render personal service. He took Lord Chaitanya by the hand, he praised him. And you are to say he was Narayan was a praise for him. And he took him by the hand and took him to the to, to, the, to the very high seat where he was sitting. And this is called the Gyata sukriti. Although he did not realize he was rendering personal service to the Personality of Godhead, because he unknowingly rendered this service, and because he was attracted by the effulgence and the humility of the Lord, that affection and that unknowing service Made his heart um, softened so that he could receive the mercy of the Lord. And then, uh, due to that, when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoke, he was able to hear and understand. And then, Rokasamandas Saraswati transformed into a great Vaishnava and surrendered to Krishna. Prakashananda Saraswati and Prabhadana Saraswati are different? They are not the same. They are not the same. This is a, those who do not understand the true authority of Shastra, they sometimes say they are the same. But all of the great Acharyas and all the scriptures confirm that they are two completely different people. Prabodhananda Saraswati was the uncle of Gopal Bhatta Goswami. He was from Sri Rangam. And he was born and raised the vaishnava in the Sri Sampradaya. He was never a Mayavari. He was the brother of Venkata They were worshipping Lord Ranganath and Sri Rangam throughout his life. Prakashananda Saraswati is a completely different person in all regards. Why? Sometimes there is misunderstanding between devotees that Prakashananda Saraswati was then initiated. No. You've never read it in Prabhupada's books. It says that in many other books that are not authorized by our line. This is the common understanding, but it's completely, 100% <coughs> erroneous according to the true line of Acharya's. Who wrote uh, literature this Prabhudana Saraswati and Saraswati wrote Vrindavan, Mahatmya and all these wonderful books. He was a profuse writer. Saraswati, there is no reference of him writing any books in this regard. His name remained the same. No, he never changed. There is no record that he changed his name. There is no record that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu formally initiated him either. He became a pure devotee even though it is mercy. There is also no mention that he, he stayed in Vrindavan after Varanasi. That is Prabodananda Sarath. That is only Prabodananda Sarath. Maharaj, but where did Prabodhananda Sarathya met Lord Chaitanya? In Chaitanya Jaratham it is only mentioned in South India he met Venkat Parth. No, no, he met... He was he and, Rag- and Gopalbhata Goswami together went to Vrindavan. He was Gopalbhata Goswami's guru. After Lord Caitanya Mahaprabhu left, Gopalbhata Goswami accepted Prabodananda as a spiritual master. Prabodhananda, Venkata Bhata, they lived together with Caitanya Mahaprabhu in Sri Rangal. He was associating with him equal to or more than Venkata Bhata. Podananda. Huh? <coughs> but when Prabodhananda uh, when Venkatabhat left his body, then the two of them went to Vrindavan. This Prabhupada very carefully and explicitly explains. But they are not the same in exactly what happened. Prabhupada says it several times in his books. In Bhakti Siddhanta also. Bhakti Bhaktivinode also. Ah. So which book is it saying these things? Or understanding, is most of the time we used to discuss this. But which book are you reading that says this? It's not in a, it's not in any of our literatures, that I know one hundred percent. So which books are you reading? disciple he is He says that Prabhupada yeah. Nanda is… Yeah. Yeah. He says, I have a book called Jaitanya Lira It says very clearly that. I would like to see. He says that he was Prabhupada Saraswati. Prabodānanda Sāsvati became uh, Prabodānanda Sāsvati, and, uh, and, and they mentioned the name of Prabodānanda uh, in some different, like Prabod means anugardens. That's not mm-hmm. correct. So we thought that uh, it says initiated name, Saswati. Huh? We thought it says initiated name, Prakācānanda Saswati, but we never… Uh, we heard on... I can show you in Chaitanya, Charitamrita and several other places in Prabhupada's books where this is utterly refuted. Prabhupada never recommended that we read this man's books. (laughs) You should stick to the books of your own line, your own guru, otherwise everybody is somewhat something different. (laughs) Taking risk. Someone could be a disciple, it, but it doesn't mean they're perfectly representing what their gurus have said. So um, the, the mistaken one place uh, we should take it to are? We are not in the line of Obi Al Kapoor, we are in the line of Prabhupada and Bhakti Prabhupada specifically emphasizes this. So who are we going to accept? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> First, uh, so reading these other people's books is not very helpful until we thoroughly study our, our own Guru Maharaj's